Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends. You know, a hard week of sport deserves a real great podcast. And the best podcast is... Uh, that was a question. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, well, okay, until we find it, you can listen to this shit heap. You found me, the biggest tiger, unflappable yet super flappable, like a hippo sitting on a sugar hill with his gang rapping along with delight. I've plopped myself in the smallest cupboard in Balmain. We are recording in the middle... Uh, we are recording in the middle of the day, so Weddy and Tim aren't here with us. Good. One of the <laughs> one of the hundreds of examples of errors littered through the English language is that you can spell quality without Mr. Merchandise. It's our producer, Mr. Merchandise. Rather than oh, sorry, rarer than a working dildo's dick. It's a oh, damn it, rarer than a working dodo's dick. It is the pre- it's the presence of Miguel Sanchez. Hi, how's it going? Great. And great to be back. Much maligned, but always revered due to his body odour. He is a giraffe <laughs> with the personality of a sloth on speed. It's Rutley Wazdog. Yeah, get hey, out. Right fucking flogs. What's going on? <laughs> our views are our own, so our employer, David Attenborough, can stop asking us questions about how we might be the link between apes and couch potatoes. Hey, that one. It's a good one. Hey, um... Let's let's look at this. What have you brought in, Wes? Uh, I brought in the the Grifter Serpent's Kiss Watermelon Pilsner. Ooh, it's a delicious drop. <laughs> Very light, good for a good for a warm afternoon. I'm actually really happy because I literally just tried a, a tiny sip just before. Yeah, it's, and I it's, immediately got watermelon. I thought, fuck, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, say like that. you would think that that's going to be gross in a beer, but it's actually freaking delicious. Holy shit, it does taste like watermelon. It does. It's like, oh, it's, delicious. it's like adult watermelon. I don't usually go for the fancy fucking craft types of No, you're beer. a VB type man. VB man, but correctly. this is a good one. Also, I've noticed that the bottle, which is quite um, hipster-esque, matches mm. your facial hair and hat. Is that on purpose? <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Electric I coordinated copper. today. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Hey, uh, Miguel, what happened this weekend? Uh, this weekend, um, not a lot. I've had a big week prior to that. I was down in Threadbow with some... Oh, right. Mates from David Attenborough's recording mm-hmm. studio. Uh, that was fun. Came back, but this weekend's just been a bit of a bit of a chill one. Yeah, right. to be honest. So still a virgin. hundred percent, hundred percent. I could work on that, mate. No <laughs> traction there. <laughs> and uh, how's your weekend? You have to work through it, or what? Yeah, I worked. Lady of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worked the corner. Not a virgin. <laughs> For David Attenborough, we were doing a documentary <laughs> <laughs> about the, I guess, the nightlife. Actually, are you happy to talk about where you work or are you happy to still talk I about I could talk about where I actually work. Yeah, because Apart- we should advertise that. Yeah, that I, place is great. Yeah, yeah the Cliff Dive. Yeah. That was Sydney's best. The tiki Cliff Bar. Dive. It's a tiki sort of club yes. on Oxford Street. All welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, I record Wes Weekly there you do. each Tuesday, so thanks for letting us do that. That's right. And it's creepy as fuck during the day. Yeah, it's, shit. It's, probably, it's probably haunted, I don't know. 100% haunted. <laughs> I'm sure people have died in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got the world's stickiest floors. Oh, yeah, it does. It's unreal. Yeah, I don't know what you, you do. You've got that authentic nightclub. Did I see the usage of liquid nitrogen the other night on, on a bar photo? I no, we had a photo uh, dry, across my eyeline. Dry ice. Dry ice. Ooh. Oh, nice smoke machines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this week it's been busy. I moved house. Oh yeah. Oh, where to? Oh, don't uh, say. I moved. Let's just say I moved from a hills to a ville. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's still fairly ambiguous. Yeah, that's very clear. Um, I I like it. Drank the beers on Wednesday for mm-hmm. the first time in a hundred and one days. Oh, holy shit! 
Like Eminem, you're doing like a big something. I saw something on something. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Wait, what so you haven't about. drunk beer for 101 days yeah, until, until Wednesday. Wow. And then I had three schmitties of wreck. Oh, the wrecker. And I was very, Hammered, probably. very intoxicated. What's Can the, I ask you? What's the wreck? The wreckers, mate. Wreckers, refreckers. Refreshers, mate. Can I ask you a chop busting question? Yeah, did you sub beer for tequila? Because that doesn't count. No, I did not. Oh, I had no wow. alcohol for 101 days. That's impressive. Oh, yeah, right. That's fucking because you impressive. do love you that fucking drink tequila and soda or whatever. Oh my yeah. god! You once put me on those for the night. And it was fucking a hideous. Yeah, yeah it's the best. Oh hey, god. that's a great achievement. Well done. Yeah, thank you. No shade here. That's credit <laughs> where credit's due. Yeah. How was your weekend? Why? Why the Wednesday? What happened on Wednesday that made you? Oh, I made a mind. Just said you want to go for a beer, and I was like, well, <laughs> no one had asked me for 101 days. Been 100 days. I done my 100 days. I was like, all right, I'll, I was going to wait till the Thursday, but fuck it. No, no, Wednesday. It's no better day. Done some moving, you know. I earned a beer. How was your weekend, Chief? Uh, mine was excellent. Uh, it centres hugely around sports, so we're going to end up hearing it over and over again. But I went to Tamworth for the Tigers game, and it's been it was excellent. Yeah, great time. And uh, particularly, I was surprised by how lovely. And this is going to sound really horrible. And I know my parents listen to so us about it. But I was really surprised by how lovely the drive down was and back. Yeah. It's like five and a half, six hours. Crammed into a small tin with your parents and um, the most beautiful tiger. I was expecting at some stage for, you know, someone to drop their guts or something. It would be horrible. But it was great the whole time. That's wonderful. Yeah, good on them. Scenic drive. Thanks to those guys. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, brah! What a great segue, because I was just saying to my parents, I'd like to first thank the boys from This Week in League, because at the end of their last episode, they gave this podcast a shout-out. So thanks, gentlemen. Oh, good one, you boys. Oh, yeah. Good one, boys. They have, like, fucking 10,000 per listen yeah. as well. Like That's crazy. Yeah, so at least if anyone got to the end, those are people. in the big podcast league. Mm. So thanks, gentlemen. Secondly, at Julia underscore Gulia and at former legend, both wrote to me during the week and gave me some really lovely feedback about the pod so thanks for that and finally thanks to Newcastle Nana who said that she's going to listen to the pod this week so hi to her and sorry for the inappropriate language already Betty hi Betty uh, Waz what, you got any thanks or do you want us to come back to you well yeah I guess come back to me didn't really know um, <laughs> no one really I'm thanking my stepbrother and now I guess step Sister-in-law? Yeah, what a title. Um, there was a wedding last weekend when I was very very late notice, so I do apologise for that. But it was a fantastic wedding. Um, great day with family and friends, so thanks for having me along. Congratulations me to sh- Sam. Was it Sam? Yeah, yeah, the big bag. So <laughs> the big we'll call bag. him the big bag. But, yeah, no, it was great. And um, they gave me some really shit jobs to do that made me feel like I was a part of the team, oh, and that yeah. was nice. Yeah. So. Uh, and also, it's not really a thank you, but I'm just going to shout out to a good friend of the pod, Jock Johnson, who recently was engaged to his... Also, congratulations. ...better half. Yeah, big congrats. Totally out of left field, but, you know... Oh, we knew it was coming. Did we? Yeah, I knew it was oh, coming. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't. Well, he didn't tell me he was going to do it. No, nah, nor I. But, it, yeah, so congrats to them, and I'm sure we'll be back on the pod to bleed about it at some point. Yeah. yeah. If his old lady lets him. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe not yeah, now. Yeah. I'll just uh, like to thank my missus, my definite better half for, I don't know, just generally putting up with my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. So Keeping off the street. Solid yeah. fallback. We appreciate that. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Now, gentlemen, sit back. What a ridiculous sound <laughs> by that is. It's the fucking pits. <laughs> Get ready, because this is a long one, because the fucking round was excellent. If yeah, you have great. any questions or comments, throw in during it, because I'm just going to be fucking hoeing in. Yeah, hoe so, down. Hoe down. I mean, I watched a lot of league, but, like, a lot of little different bits, which I'm kind of... Snippets? Snippets of different 
bits. So I reckon I'll weigh in at some point, but I'll probably just fall asleep. Thursday, Oons versus Chicken Chow Money at Withdrawal Stadium. Now, I know you listen to the pod sometimes. Any idea what that is? Canterbury versus the Newcastle Knights. Nah, Chicken Chow Money is... Um, you could be forgiven for thinking the, the Knights oh, would roosters. be the Spoons. Anyway, but that was... I know the score. Great, we're going to get to that. But also, Oons <laughs> is your um, team. Oons is my, ba- yeah, it's my oh, team. My boy is coming. Oons. <laughs> the Oonies. Uh, withdrawal Stadium. First 20 minutes and all the New South Wales origin prospects were looking like they wanted to stand up. Latrell Mitchell particularly. In fact, Latrell, I think, sounds a little bit French. So, like... It would definitely be a French... He lives probably descent. in La Perouse as well. So, he's now his name is Latrell Tower. I get it. Yeah, good, good one. Thanks. He also got kicked off the golf course once, just as a yeah. funny <laughs> you story. You bring that fucking story up <laughs> every, every time. fucking week. Yeah. See you later, he man. was great. So was Woods, who had a 2040 on his underpants, which is the Leichhardt postcode. So he's now also called the Leichhardt bum. And Tedesco <laughs> was also trying. Anyway, those guys and Kiri were also fine. And, I mean, they were standouts because everybody else was just fucking grey porridge. Yeah. It was not very good. That was a grey porridge game, to be honest. Oons got two penalties in the red zone and took a tap. Money's defence was too good and kept them out. First half ended 6-0 due to a Latrell Tower fend-off-a-thon try. And it looked like the dogs hadn't really clicked yet, but the Roosters had. So as long as the Oons um, could push on in the second half, it looked like the Oons would go away with it. They just needed to get the ball to Umbai. In the room, and they'd look like they'd probably win. Dean Pay, the dogs coach, must have said the exact same thing as me because <clears throat> straight away in the second half, they had a few sets down there, and the Oons did nothing but throw it to the wing, trying to find Umbai, and looked frustratingly amateur. 50 minutes in, the Oons had had 24 tackles to eight in the red zone. So that's that bit when you're 20 yeah. meters to the Try line, that's the red zone you're trying to like be in there and score. They had 24 fucking tackles, had zero points from it. That's, and the, that's upsetting. And the Oons had had only mm. eight tackles in that red zone and were up by six. By the 60th minute, the whole game was being played down in the money's red zone. They had 39 tackles down in that Fuck. red zone. And so you could just see all the players' bench and the officials moving all their chairs yeah. from the 50 meter line. Sidling down, down 20, the field just a little so bit. Could fucking see the game. Anyway, uh, by then, everyone was playing poorly. Latawa, Embai, Leichhardt, Bum. Actually, not Kronk. That guy has never, I don't think, ever played poorly. And at the 70th minute, Roosters had had one of their only attacking chances. Hmm. Going to finish that and, sentence off? <laughs> well, I was just letting you know. Taking chances. And cro- uh, Kink cross- uh, Kronk. 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 Kicked across the field. Crosby. Orbison takes a, a catch and gets it back behind him to who? Who tracked across 30 metres across field just in case someone tipped the ball back? Fucking Kronk, who ran yeah. it wide, threw it to White Ribbon Day, who put it down. Uh, no try, though, because the Aubergine had knocked it on, but Kronk's effort remains. And I don't want to say his name, but do you know who White Ribbon Day is? I was going to say Sam Thiday because yeah. it rhymes with his name, but I know he plays for the Broncos. No, so. it's a guy's name I don't want to say, and I want to tell everyone that we support. Oh, yeah, the fucking human scrotum. Yeah, the like, guy with the sorry. testicle face. Yeah, testicle head. Oon's possession and territory remained throughout, and with five to go, they were throwing everything at them and getting offload after offload. But any time the Oons looked like they were just about to go through the line, one chicken chow money would have his hand still on them and just drag them back down. The game ended, and no one looked happy with their performance. It wasn't... It was not, by the way, the Perth game of the round. It was the fucking Johannesburg yeah, game of the season. Man. It was so fucking far out of this realm I of I mean, Australia. the Roosters are not going to be happy with that win. 
No one was happy. Because the score line, which I'm not going to give away, even though Riley reckons he knows it, <laughs> um, does not reflect like their skill level against a team that are going to get given the wood. Speaking of spoon. skill level, everyone came out going, how great are the Roosters because they could keep them scoreless. Fucking Oons were shock-tastic. Yeah, like it was fucking crap. Uh, what was the score? Was uh, the Oons, zero. <laughs> yeah. The, the other team, the sh- sh- Chicken Chow Six. Money. Yeah, well done. At former underscore legend, the Roosters are oozing with the attacking class and excitement that only comes from a Jason Taylor team. <laughs> <laughs> At Mr. Hectic, centres get centre gets simbined. What do the Oons do? Direct your next ten minutes onto the opposite side. Foreign out there showing his football ability is like his parenting skills. Non-existent. <laughs> Oof, personal slap. Yeah, that's getting deep. At the red underscore at the red at the underscore red underscore heifer. This game beats having an actual prolapse, I suppose. Oh sorry. This b- game beats having a rectal prolapse, I suppose. He's at, not sure yet. At Paddy Sill 17. Latrell, Latrell Mitchell is brilliant. Will be really tough to keep him out of the Blues jersey this year. Hashtag everything is origin related. True. At Falcon Punch 89. That was one of the worst of all time. <laughs> Full stop. I'd feel a bit robbed if I watched that, actually. Like at, the whole thing. Oh, get ready. There's an excellent tweet about that. At 26 rounds. Two questions. When do Canterbury play Cronulla? And is it possible for a score in rugby league to finish in the negative? <laughs> at fantasy underscore NRL CEO Lowest score ever in 182 games Between the Dogs and Roosters And this game has been put on report For being the worst spectacle ever At Jarmstrong 2000 The real winner tonight Were the people who didn't watch this game Yeah <laughs> I feel like it came out on top That that sums it up pretty much so Pretty much perfectly At Russell W. Ayers For those that argue a low penalty count Makes a better game I present you this game. Only nine penalties and it's about as fun as crawling on broken glass. At form underscore legend again. Tedesco is on a million dollars a year at the Roosters. That's Zimbabwean dollars, right? At Nat underscore Sinclair 93. One of these teams will get two competition points for this game and that's just not okay with me. <laughs> just loving the tweets in this one. In fact, I tweeted in this. The best thing about this game has been the fucking Twitter game was on fucking fire. At one... Uh, at one-eyed tiger underscore. This game should end six all, and both teams get zero competition points. At Falcon Punch eighty nine again. My two year old daughter is watching this game, and she looked at me dead in the eye and said, "Fuck these cunts off to Perth. They're cooked." <laughs> <laughs> Kids, eh? Friday. <laughs> any other comments before we go? On? Oh, I think. What um, do you think the Oons? Do you think the Oons can make that? The, Finals by the end of this? No. No, I, my prediction at the start of the year is they wouldn't finish bottom of the table. <laughs> That's such a lame bet. And that was my from the car park. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Kiri looks pretty good for his origin selection. Yeah. Even after that atrocious display yeah. by everybody, but he, I think, sort of soared above the, the crudge. Yeah. yeah, for a little while, I agree. He's like the sugar and sultanas and maybe Ooh. milk you put on top of your... Maybe milk? Why wouldn't you not put milk in porridge? Okay, definitely milk you put in porridge. Oh, have you not eaten porridge recently? I put cream in porridge. Oh, okay, okay. A dairy product. Yeah, okay. well, I just, you know, I was worried you are going with water. Potato, I mean, I po- top, potato, potato. Yeah, okay. Cream. He's that part of the porridge. Yeah. Though. You the origin have, part. You can't spell fat day without milk in your pot without <laughs> cream, cream in, in your porridge. porridge. <laughs> Friday, the circus and the commies at Mount Smart Mouse Stadium. You want to have a crack at who you think these teams are? The circus and the commies. Commies is the dragons. Well done. He's good. Circus is the Warriors. Yeah, look at that. What Fuck a first man. half of football. Two excellent attacking teams chucking heaps at each other. Circus using speed and strength. 
Commies using deep line movements and angles. The only thing better than the attack was the defence. And unlike in the night before's game, which everyone fucking waffled on about the Roosters being great and keeping the Oons to zero, while really the Oons had nothing in attack, the Circus were doing an excellent job of repelling the best attacking side in the comp. The first half really was a clash of two undefeated Asterix teams. Circus up by 10 nil at the half, but really the game was super even. Second half was just as amazing as the first. 15 minutes to go, and Isaac Luke hit a 40-20. Then he followed up by scoring a moment later. It was 16-6, and it looked like the game was over. Or so I thought. Dragons didn't go away and were putting on their own incredible kick chases and eventually muscled their way over with eight minutes to go. Down by four, both teams were trying to score, but the Warriors got the last word, scoring off a kick and a bunch of wild passes. It's a fucking great game. Yeah. Do you know the score? I do, but I've got the thing open, oh. so it's... Scored a... Uh, 18 to 12. Oh, That's... 20 to 12, shit. Yeah, and I think statistically it seemed like that game definitely wasn't in the Warriors' favour in any way. Yeah, and they also had Sean Johnson out and like two Didn't other Didn't they get... And someone was binned out. as well? Yeah, at one stage. Yeah, probably. Green was... Someone's always been... Oh, yeah, I think Blake Green was was Blake Green, yeah. But if you looked at it on a piece of paper, you would never think that that was going to be the the score. It was great. Yeah. At Sea Eagle Spur, any doubt about the Warriors is removed now. This isn't a a mirage. This is a legitimate premiership threat. What a win. At Russell W. Ayers, just as an aside to Buzz and Co., more penalties tonight than last night, but tonight I don't feel like bathing my eyes in acid. (laughs) <laughs> at Bunny Brethren. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Congratulations, Kiwi Brethren. Suck it, St. Merge. Back to the, back to the March St. Premiers. Merge. I just loved it. I put that in just for St. Merge. What a great little Yeah, it's pretty name. clever. Could apply to the Tigers also. Now, this is going to be weird because this tweet's going back or forward in time. Ooh. NRL, Fox NRL reported that the Horse Lodge and Storms game, which is the next game, was the greatest game of the year. And then... At Pythagon NRL said... It Sorry, can I just can I stop you right there? Mm-hmm. So I've listened to you say this guy's Twitter handle. It's oh, yeah. Pythago NRL. Okay, Pythago NRL. Like Thank Pythagoras. You. Yeah, oh, like A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Pythago NRL. Thanks. I'm sure they appreciate that. So you've got to imagine, you've got to go in time with me. Horse Lodge and the Storm, which is the next game, has played. It's also a great game. Fox League has said that that game is the best one of the year. And Pythago... No. Pythago. NRL said... The Horse Lodge and Storm wasn't even the best game of the day because he was saying the Warriors and... Yeah, I think that's got some credibility to it. It was fucking great. Yeah. There's something about that joke where someone's like, this is the best place of all time. They're like, you're not even the best place in Australia. Like, they kind of... I fucking love those jokes. I don't know why. Slow down. Horse Lodge and the Storm's also on Friday night at Briz Vegas. That was a good watch, though, to be fair. Both games were excellent. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was a real ripper. They said it was the best of year. You you were having a laugh. Well, how can... I mean, it's just foolish to say that because you... You know, it's you're only in round seven baby. or whatever the fuck it is. First five, yeah. First five minutes were electric, super fast, going end to end with heaps of attack. For example, Storms <clears> kicked a long range kick on fifth, and then they stripped the ball five meters out, and so attacking again straight away, but couldn't get over the line. The next set, the Horse Lodge were back down the other end, scoring off their own kick. So end to end shit. Ten minutes in, and Billy, yeah, that fucking kid Slater was ready for his controversial moment of the mm-hmm. game. No dive this time. No studs up when catching the ball this time. He dropped, kicked the ball as a mully grubber and scored. He jumped up, saying that he didn't drop, uh, that he dropped it, and that it wasn't a try. But the yeah, he did indicate that, which made me even more annoyed because he didn't look 
he it looked like that whole thing was for show. Like, come mm. on, guys, I really don't think I am the best. You know, let's when, like, be fair. Yeah, come, uh, it's really nice you saying that, but you know, maybe not. Oh, you are gonna give it to me? Oh my god! <laughs> it's like he was getting an award for something he didn't deserve. Again, God, he's a fuckwit. <laughs> again, the game went, played really well as well. That's the other thing that's really yeah. weird about him. Again, the game went 90 metres down the other end and then the storm came back 90 metres back. Again, the other end, 90 metres. Yeah. That's the end of the shot. This time, Josh Adokar, the fox, sprinted down the sideline with James, the Jet Roberts, chasing him down. And it was like watching the Olympic sprinting if you could tackle people while you ran. The fox somehow, while running full tilt, Kicked the ball back oh, in that field. That was unreal. To that fucking kid who scored a legitimate try, which I'm sure he really resented. Again, the horse lodge uh, took the ball 90 metres back down there. Didn't get a try. Storm came back. This time the other side with the other winger, Vunavalu, who made an incredible break. Kicked back in field to Billy. This time he was tackled, but the Storm scored in the next play. And then the final play of the ball of that half erupted into pushing and shoving because so many of the players in the field were Queenslanders and they were all dirty. The score is 18-4 at halftime. Straight away, Anthony Stifler, MILF, kicked a 40-20 and was attacking the Storms, but again, couldn't convert them into points. Broncos got a bunch of penalties and finally the Horse Lodge turned opportunities into points, scoring two tries. And just as it felt like the Horse Lodge were finally back in it, Storms went down the other end and scored again. 12 to go, and Stifler kicked for himself in the middle of the set and scored, making it 20 to 24, and what a hell of a game. Yeah. It felt like finally the game was going to swing to the Lodge's way until Stifler, like a 40-year-old married couple... Oh, what on earth was this? ...on their 20th anniversary, lazily fucked it. Storms kicked into the goal, and Stifler watched it, hoping it would go dead. It didn't before the Storms winger Vuni Valu scored, and then Chambers scored as well a moment later, and the game blew out. For away from the horse lodge. Yeah. So sad, but also who gives a shit about Brisbane? Not me. Do you know the score? 36-20. Oof, 34-20. Jeez, you're killing this. I reckon you spent all of today, like, memorising. No, I didn't. Scores. I actually had, didn't. I just... just try to add, I was trying to add up when you said at half time. You got your girlfriend yeah. doing, uh, doing flashcards, yeah. like... Any comments about that? Yeah. Give Slater's dropkick goal? Look, I mean, I, I credit to him for... Admitting, quote unquote, that he dropped so it. What he, to it. He dropped, so he basically he went to drop kick it, but then he just ended no, up no, no, he went to kick it, like a mistimed it, it, dropped it, it bounced on the ground, and then he kicked. So it. So it should have been a knock on. Yeah, okay, that's a knock but on. But they, they yeah. deemed it was a. a he was uh, intending to kick the ball, yeah. and so it ended up being a drop kick. You can allegedly drop kick at any time during the game, just not at the post, which he did, and so it was a legal try according to the laws of the game. Yeah, everybody watching it just went, "What oh, the fuck?" But. Well, that's a loophole I'll probably close yeah. next oh, it's, year. It happens so rarely. Like, yeah, any time you yeah. drop it, then you just try and get a toe to it before it bounces the second time. Yeah, new yeah. strategy for knock-ons. I thought Adokar's kick was just fucking outrageous. Yeah, like that was the a, one where it was one of the best kill. tries I've seen this season, and mm. probably will see for the remainder of the season. I'm not going to say the best, but one of the best. Yeah, you're not Fox League. So um, I saw a hilarious tweet about <laughs> Jack Bird. Something about oh, that's coming up because he added the. That's oh, here, actually. People are blowing up about the cost of Jack Bird. No, not that one. It was about how when Sam Thiday retires, they can give all Thiday's jerseys to Jack Bird. But they've actually saved money because he'll be able to recycle <laughs> Sam Thiday's old <laughs> <Yeah>. jerseys. <laughs> Hashtag tight fit. Oh, fuck, and that's a quality. Whoever did that's a genius. That's at ma underscore Aaron. He's great, and he added the pod. He's yeah. one of the funniest accounts on Twitter. You've got to get around him. I met him in real life, if I'm yeah. correctly He's mistaken. Nice yeah. Mm. At Mario Siegs underscore, who I also ran into in Tamworth. Yeah, in Tamworth. What a dude. 
And he also added the pod, I hate seeing Melbourne win, but I enjoy seeing Brisbane lose. I look at nights like this, says win-win. That's a win I totally agree with that. That's a win-win for anyone that doesn't support either of those teams. Yep. At Jason NRL, breaking rugby league isn't a shit game. And I think he's having a swipe at Buzz... Buzz Rothfield. Oh, your mate on Twitter. Mm. At Nat underscore... on Twitter. Yeah. At Nate... Nat underscore single 93. My favourite part about Billy's second try is it was actually legal. Smiley face. At Queensland Police. Storm warning. Already lame. Fucking oh. pun. That was big T-esque pun right there. Storm warning. The forecast for Brisbane is 50% chance of Oates try in the corner. 90% chance of Melbourne is penalised in the play the ball. 100% likelihood of busy traffic around Suncorp Stadium. Was that actually Queensland Police? Hundred percent. It's the biggest dad tweet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so. That's so average. They're having a crack there. At a the poor one, <laughs> the bhu underscore nrl. I've fucking seen it all now. Billy intended to drop kick that ball as much as I intended to finish prematurely when I lost my virginity. Ah. At sportsbet.com au, sports which bet. is what their handle is, but it's obviously sportsbet.com.au. And I'm going to paraphrase them because they've done. This is could be a great joke that they didn't do very well. Bet I you can't listening. bet you can't get a four point field goal, Billy Slater. Hold my beer. Mm. They did, but you can't get a four point field goal. And then Billy Slater says, "That's where you're wrong, kiddo. You got that wrong." Yeah, they went. They took it too far. Like, yeah, just too many too words for me. <laughs> You hold my beer, hold is, my one beer. Of my, is one of the best joke setups. That's that a got. that's a full stop. Also, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. That needs to end there. Hold my beer. That's at Leash666. Reminder that Matt Lodge is an abs- is an abusive criminal who abused and terrorised two women, a man and a nine-year-old boy. I just wanted to throw that in there too because thanks yeah. for reminding us that, Leisha. Yeah, fuck Mo- that guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck that bloke. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> athletes foot versus the clap at Mariner's Fortress. And I don't know about... <laughs> Mariner's Fortress. <laughs> I don't know anything about A-League, but I thought that was funny because they're really shit. Yeah. yeah oh, but, well, I wouldn't know, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Athletes foot. That's a very new nickname. They fucking so it's Canberra. stink. Yeah, it's Canberra. Good job. Canberra. Who who do they beat, surprisingly? No, no, no. no. You got the wrong game for sure. Uh, Titans. A- athlete's foot, who guess? Athlete's <laughs> foot is uh, rabid toes. Rabid oh, toes. here we go. Clap started well, but the toes turned their, uh, turned their time down the other end into points and were up 10-0 after 10 minutes. They scored again on the same side, their left side, for the third time and made it 16-0 after 16 minutes. Amazingly, in the 18th minute, Ennis gave a rap to one of the referees, talking about his development and communication. In fact, he gave a rap like a review, similar to he would to any up-and-coming player. Mm. So that was refreshing and incredible and great commentary. The clap got one back to make it 18-6, which meant after 24 minutes, the game had 24 points. Yeah. Just as the 30th minute rolled in, Greg Inglis pinched an 80-metre intercept, making the game 24-6 and a total of... 30 points after 30 minutes. I was so excited. Getting your, getting your money's worth. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that would have been a good game to the boys weren't concentrating on the point per minute um, average and left the half 24 to 12. <clears throat> Clap needed to build on the momentum that they had at the end of the first half and be the first to score. They weren't the first to score, but they were the first to have someone sent to the sin bin. The Clap burnt, oh, sorry, the chef burnt the defence again in the middle. And Croker made a cover tackle early and held down too long. Toes took advantage of Croker being simbined and scored in the next set. Toes put a few more on, but at the 20th minute, Burgess absolutely destroyed Caesar's head. He hit 
him so hard that Caesar was sent back in time to Rome, 44 BC, which was the last time he was assassinated like that. Yeah, <laughs> Did he go on report joke. for that? Yeah, got on report, yeah. Yeah. It created a big brouhaha, but no one was sent off. The clap slipped in a few consolation tries, but they never really looked in it again. It's a great result for the fucking rabbit, rabbit toes. toes. Yeah. yeah, definitely would have thought not by that margin. And our friend of the pod, um, Pat, Pat Picanti, would have loved yeah, it. Yeah, she was in the, um, is in... The Philippines, yeah, but I saw her dad was updating her on Twitter. Yeah, definitely would have loved to see that. I Anybody think. know the score? Forty-two, twenty-two. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fucking no, easy no, one. No idea. <laughs> 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 Pro Shanks, Greg Inglis has still got it. Great to see him in full flight. Completely agree. At Dave Ray ninety-nine. Drove three-hour return trip to watch my at Canberra Raiders lose. This season looks done, but I'm back every week. It's a life sentence. Hash we are Raiders. What a great fan. Good on you, Dave. At Jim Tim Shim. Or it could be Jim Tim's him. <laughs> could be. Much for muchness. When is the NRL going to wake up to themselves and get these midgets like Morris and Caesar out of the game? A danger to themselves and the reputation of normal-sized humans like Sam Burgess. Nah, that's a garbage fucking tweet. So he's <laughs> trying to be funny. And it's, I like it. Hash crisis. At Azaline Sky... Yes, South win. Everyone sucks. We make more meters than any team. Suck it up, guys. Burgess won't miss any games. Any game. Burgess won't miss any game time. You gooses. You geese. No, she wrote gooses. No, nice. I know I can't read, but I can read no, you words can read. that are incorrect <laughs> really well. <laughs> Your forte, if you will. And then the game of the round. The Mighty West Tigers versus Sandy Castles at the big gold guitar in the Family Cup. Do you know Famworth. You know yeah, the, yeah, Tigers and the Knights. Yeah, well played, sir. Knights. Um, so went to this game with my family and was sitting with Newcastle Nana and Pop, my parents and the most beautiful tiger. Pop insisted on sitting next to me and reminded me for the entire night who I learnt how to banter off because he was chipping away at me for the entire night. So that was maybe an hour and a half before the game. They fucking won, so it was about another two hours after the game. But the whole 80 minutes, he was there smiling. Credit, credit to you for... Um, weathering that storm. Oh, look, let's be fair. That it needling of comments. It wasn't like I stood there getting... Smashed. Yeah, I was throwing back as many as I could get. Don't worry. Tigers halves had an excellent kicking strategy, often running to the short side, which bring the fullback, Ponga, across, and then kicking back across field. And it meant that Ponga often didn't get the catcher on the full or the winger who would then have to take it. And it was a great way to take that part of Ponga's game away from him. Knights played the first half... And with such incredible pace and were rewarded with penalties and field position. And after 10 minutes, uh, there wasn't much in it, though, as the Tigers were able to try and stay with them. After 15 minutes, Mitchell Pearce kicked a ball dead and we were given a seven-tackle set. Now, usually at that time, an attacking team would try and hustle super quick and get the descent, uh, get a tap quickly before the defence could get organised. However, the Tigers took the opportunity to take a breather because the game was so fast and they needed, they needed a break. After 20 minutes, though, the Sandy Castles were ending all their sets in the Tigers' red zones as their pace kept them on the front foot. And we could only get down the other end when we were given a back, uh, given a piggyback by penalties. All the possession and territory eventually meant that the Pong was going to create something and he threw an incredible long cutout ball and scored in the corner and to set up someone in the corner. What a good spell of time, though. Oh, we had a good spell of time, though, in the red zone, in their red zone, and had some repeat sets with Brooks looking great, still putting forwards into small holes and short kicks into repeat sets. However, the Knights did let, um, didn't let up the speed, penalties and possession, 
And so eventually Pierce scored from a dummy and running through broken play. Thanks to excellent defence, though, from the Big Tigers middle, the Corey Hotline and Brooksvale Oval, we went to the break only down by 10. We needed to score first. Oh, and he was giving it to me, though, by then. Pop was really... Yeah, needling. Yeah. Do you need anything, mate? Like 12 points? Or? <laughs> this guy sounds like a top bloke. Oh, he's a legend. He's an absolute... Don't get me wrong. Master of the I bands. laughed at most of it, but... We cried, needed to, cried for some other ones. Yeah, I was desperately trying to think of my own. Yeah. We needed to score first and did. Brooks, again, with a great short ball to a forward, putting Cheekham through to score our first points after two minutes. Our very next set, Marshall did another great run down the short side, kicked back in field. This time, two dads. Couldn't hold it. Sean Kenny Dow. And the Fresh Prince of Balmain scooped on the loose ball and scored in his 100th game. Two sets later, saw King Marshall chip for Corey's hotline, who scored uncontested. So after 50 minutes of Knights domination, we were up 18-10. The Castles didn't fade, though, and kept up the super aggressive D. Sandys were eventually able to put um, something together in the corner, and with 20 minutes to go, it was 18-14. By this time, though, Pop and I were way too anxious to be throwing jabs at each other, and both actually took to reduce our anxiety, walks around the field at different times just to try and uh, get out of each other's cool way. Jets. Yeah. Corey Hotline took an offload and made a line break. He was covered and held down too long and sl- we slotted a penalty to make it 20-14 to 14 with 15 to go. In the last 10 minutes, though, we looked to be playing slower and with less purpose. Sandy Castles were back in their fast-paced plays and got over twice with one of them being awarded a try. Ponga missed the kick, though, and so it was 20-18 to 18 with eight to go. Our last eight minutes should have been filled with deep kicks that went out. Instead, we kept kicking short and leaving the ball in play. With three to go, we had a set on their line, and I was screaming for them to take a field goal because this would have used time, and we would have also got the ball back. I'm surprised they didn't, as the field was so small, I could have pretty much caught the ball from my seat. So they definitely could hear me, and I'm surprised that they don't take random... Like fat bloke's advice from the side. Strangest advice. Instead, they got caught with the ball and last, and the Knights went down the other end and scored a miracle try in the last minute, and I had to hand the family cup over. It's got a hurt, eh? In fact, that... Well, I don't want to use an insult because I know Nan's listening. Hi, Nan. (laughs) Pop, immediately, the moment the sign ran, turned and went, hand over the cup, give me the cup. (laughs) Not even a nice game or anything, just straight into the uh, give me the cups. You yeah. know the score? Yeah, 24-22, wasn't it? No, 22-20. 22-20. You were as good as well. You were always two points off. Uh, did you get to watch that again? I didn't because I was at um, I was with the jock celebrating oh, yeah. his uh, engagement, but we were both looking at the score as the game progressed on. And it was slow to start. I do, like, we were pretty pissed, but I remember looking at it being like, oh, fuck, this is, like, off to a slow start. Yeah. Then I got ahead and we thought, you know, job done. So we're up. sweet. You know, having a boon outside the pub and all of a sudden, oh, fuck, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Trying to refresh it to see if there's any more minutes left in the game. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's actually quite disappointing. He's a he's quite a diehard Tiger supporter, so he was spewing. Yeah. Didn't let it affect his night, though, so, yeah, you know, guy. more power to him. And also I was surprised by how lovely I was. Maybe it was because it was my grandparents that I didn't want to yeah. fire up at, but I also kind of left just going, that was actually an excellent game. Yeah, look, it's a shame that points. we got stooged like we've been stooging people, but... And it's not a Brisbane two points either, no, so less legitimate less than, awful than that kind of experience. However, Jesus Christ, the the West Tigers Twitter exploded. Oh really? Stuff. Well, maybe there was twelve of them that were just going gangbusters, fighting with each other over what should happen next, which was yeah. ridiculous. And you're going to read all about it at Old Bowman Boy. Jeez, I'm happy with Tam- I'm happy Tamworth enjoyed the game. This game was right up there 
the Newcastle Knights alley seemed like it li- seemed like the lift they needed. At Brett O'Shank, only the Knights can score five tries to three and only win by two points. <laughs> At Mitch underscore 90. How will the Knights cope without Mitchell Pierce? Because who's going to pass the ball to Ponga? Yeah. Good that one. is a shame for Pierce getting that kind of injury too, yeah. to be honest, after a game like that. But Ponga is the quarterback of that team. Yeah, he is. Unreal. He really is. The Joust 1988. The Newcastle fucking Knights. Yeah! <laughs> I only put it in there so I get to do a U. At Simpsons underscore NRL. <clears throat> one of the best Twitter accounts. Knights fans. Wow, my team, four wins after seven rounds. I feel so full of, what's the opposite of shame? Nathan Brown, pride? (laughs) Knights fans, no, not that far from shame. (laughs) Andrew Johns, less shame? Fans, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At one, a tiger underscore. And he added the podcast, so thanks, Jamie. If we were offered two losses by two points after seven games before 2018 kicked off, every fan would have taken that and ran with it. The losses still hurts with similarities to finish off the 2011 knockout final against the Warriors. Far mm. too fresh in my mind. Sad face. I think this is where um, this is now people like trying to fight against the, the Twitter fight fest. At Hobson underscore K. Okay, my children, everyone needs to take five. Chill and look at the ladder. Then go back and look at the ladder at this time last year. We will be okay. At me underscore DC. Upside of the loss, we were in the game until the final minute. If I could uh, ever ask for anything from my team, it would be that. To be in it with a shot to win the majority of chances. And at Sam Paddington, this time last year, I would have bitten my arm off for that West Tigers to be 5-2 and two and only losing by two points each. Perspective and faith, people, hash on the bus. Whole bunch of people firing up about Nofaluma or the other winger or defence or what are we going to do and who we're going to drop. It's and two points, guys. Like it was, I was surprised by how angry so much of the yeah, but that's were. classic Tiger supporters, isn't uh, it? Well, like, I guess that thing now that you're winning games, that everyone expect, just expects you to just yeah, win and games. give them a sniff. I mean, it's just like any other. When fan, was the last time a team had a perfect season in the NRL? Well, yeah, great can't has it ever happened? Oh, I don't know. It has happened. In the NRL, no. In rugby, <laughs> in Australian rugby league, yeah. I think the Tigers did it first back in like 1923 when you would have played 16 games or something like that. Yeah. yeah. There was no... What am I so you, I think I it's can't a, really expect a team to have a perfect no. season. I mean, it's shit losing to the Knights because they've not been playing that well. But in recent weeks, they've been doing a lot better. Yeah, so. they've been fine this year. Mm. Yeah. It's not like we lost the last year's Knights or anything. Anyway, I agree. Also, I think it's just Twitter. I don't think it's just Tigers fans. I think Twitter just loves firing up. And any well, chance it's half you the get, reason people are on there. You throw an opinion out and if someone doesn't like it, you've got to fire up. You've got to phone. deal with the yeah. repercussions of that foolish manoeuvre. And I just have heaps of Twitter. I have lots of West Tigers Twitter people, so it's probably just more predominant. Moving on, Cows and the Shitans at the Wet Tower, which no one cared about because the other two great games that have been played that day. Looking at the draw before this round, this looked like this would have been the Perth game of the round. Didn't turn out to be too bad in the second half with the cows finally putting together together, and also the Oons and the Money had such a bad game that no nothing was ever going to be the Perth game after this. But the first half should definitely have been played in Perth because it was horrible. They were errored, they errored and penalised themselves for the first 35 minutes, both teams, and so it was 6-2, all of the points coming off penalty kicks. Finally, the cows put some players together holding the ball and went into the break 16-2. Shitans couldn't slow the momentum after the break, and after 20 minutes of the second half, JT had put two forwards through holes, blowing the game away. 
With 10 minutes to go, the score was 26-2. Both teams finally looked around and saw that they were actually playing on the eastern shore of Australia and not out in the far west, and so they finally started to play football with no penalties or errors. The Shitans even put a cheeky few on themselves, and the result was... Didn't the fucking Titans win that? No. Fuck, I must have been looking at the... I can't read numbers, allegedly. 26-14. Oh, yeah, actually, no, you're right. At Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78. Hess, baby, yeah. As in Cohen Hess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even added him in. At lethal underscore Lisa. Might have been ugly, but we sorely needed it. So proud of my boys for finally putting it together. Things are only going to get better from here. At GC underscore Anthony. Happy to see the Titans of 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2017 are back. At... Josh0567, and also I'm going to slightly paraphrase yours. You get a knock-on, and you get a knock-on, you get a knock-on, everyone gets knocks-on. Sunday, Paramatsasala versus the Dirty Bird at Withdrawal Stadium. Game was an arm wrestle for the first 20 minutes, with Para kicking a penalty to make it 2-0. DCE kicked a 40-20, and Manly went over moments later, and it was caught, but it was called back for a obstruction. There were, that was a major chance that they got, and the only momentum. Para went back the only, uh, down the other end and scored through a lot of unstructured passing. And on the very... Uh, that's it. Dirty Birds couldn't get anything to stick and looked frustrated. Para Matasala looked calm and collected and went in again in the corner. Last play of the half, Birds again made a stupid play going for an intercept and fucked it. Eels got an an- another set of six and eventually had a dummy half try with Pritchard running through one of the biggest holes I've ever seen in the modern day and no one from Manly moving. Like, literally watched him run yeah. through a hole. Halftime, 20 nil. Birds needed to be the first to score, and they were not. Norman, Paris 5H, dummied and went through some of the most soft defence I've seen all year. Uh, the Dirty Birds did get a few points, but Parramatta Sala blew the game out. That's wild. That- DC defence was woeful. Almost every Parramatta Sala try had footage of DCE either doing a misread or falling off a tackle. And interestingly, I found it more enjoyable watching DCE get embarrassed than Moses. And I guess that's because he's a Queenslander. Yeah, definitely. You've hit the nail on the head there. Score? It's like 44 fucking 10 or something. Yeah! Fucking you definitely. Yeah, it's definitely. At Kid Cowboy 2. Come on, at Seagulls. You're better than this. At shit, no one says. Yeah, <laughs> love shit, no one says. That's it's pretty much a guaranteed. If you can it. at the podcast in and and do a shit, no one says, you will get in every week. At special K online, Parramatta bullying Manly like DCE would do. Um, Parramatta bullying Manly like DCE with a fringe first grader behind closed doors. Ooh, topical. At Sea Eagle Spur, seriously. Call the game off. Put both these teams in a secure capsule and launch it into space so aliens think that this is what Earth is about and never come here. <laughs> At Cricket Flog, one of our favourite Twitter handles. Oh, so good. Not sure why Manly thought the no-touching rule at the strip club extended through to Sunday. <laughs> At the Bundle Eel. or the Bundy Eel, sorry. At the Bundy Eel. Hash, piss fuck yes. <laughs> piss what fuck a hashtag. <laughs> At one Tiger underscore. Man, lol-y. Yeah, lolly. Good one, mate. And no, K-Bay. He wrote... I was just about to... Uh, surely what? this is about of any games. What? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd hate to hear that. That'd be a... That'd almost make me cry, that tweet, I reckon. Uh, I messaged him. him saying... Because I tweeted him and he didn't say anything. 
It's too raw. That's said, a big gap. I didn't get to. I didn't get to watch it. Not much to report. Looks like the Eagles are in a dark place at the moment. Hopefully, can turn the slump around. Kind of glad we got dumped. This usually ensures any cracks do not get swept under the carpet. No emojis. No ellipse. No ellipses. Fuck it on you, big dog. Well, I can't believe that scoreline. It's fucking outrageous. And someone said it was an 88-point turnaround from the last game. So the last game they yeah. got pumped 54-0 or whatever, oh and my now God. they put on 54-10, 88 It's got to be point. some kind of record. Mm. I saw a great – I don't know if it was a meme or a tweet, but someone said, oh, just imagine if the Tigers still had Mitch Moses, the halves pairing would still be Brooks and Marshall. Yeah. So that's um, <laughs> that was last week, and that was Paddy Still 17. And was that, it? Yeah, and that tweet went crazy and was on Facebook and on all these oh, websites. Oh, great. Yeah, good I night. loved it. Did he get it from there, though, is the question. He'll probably have to clarify that. Or is he the original? He wrote it. He's and the original. And screenshot his tweet. Yeah. Oh, fucking great. What a bloke. Old Gill versus uh, Black Panthers at White Out Park. Gill got out um, to a quick one, scoring off an early Dugan, Dugan kick in the first five minutes, despite Moylan being involved. Inspector Moylan passed the ball back into a forward <laughs> during a backline movement to the right. The forward, stunned, turned and did what Moylan should have done, which was continue the ball to the right-hand side to Dugan. In the 10th minute, the Gill did another early kick and the Sharks looked like scoring again. But this time, Inspector Moylan knocked it on and ruined it. Oh, that's unfair. He did do the kick, and his chase was good, and he raked the ball out of the guy's hands, but that was what the knock-on was in the process. But, look, it's a better narrative if I just blame everything on Inspector Moylan, so let me do that. Seems to be the theme of the season so yeah. far for him. I love a good And you're narrative. not the only one, I don't think. Gill had another chance. Hmm, let's, uh, it says here that the winger held the ball too long and passed it back to Moylan late. No, let's say Moylan ruined a certain try for overrunning the pass. (laughs) The game was actually great. A little fight with heaps of metres being made and the play moving from try line to the try line, uh, from one try line to the other. Panthers had a try disallowed down one end and then moments later at the 30th minute, Inspector Moylan put new man Scott Sorensen into a gap. Oh, no, 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 no. Scott Sorensen got past the ball 20 metres out and had to step and struggle his way through the line and scored an amazing try, even, I mean, completely uh, amazing, considering how bad the pass was. Inspector Moylan, for some reason then, instructed every player on the field to start dropping the ball a lot, and so the last five minutes were littered with game-slowing scrums. It ended, the first half ended 10-6. Five minutes into the second half, Josh Lego-Bricks-Dugan make... Um, made a break from a kick return and ran 60 metres, passing to the inspector who ruined the play as he passed it to Edric Lee, who got tackled. The Sharks sensibly sent it through the hands as far away from Moylan as possible and they scored. Jeez, this narrative thing is getting easier. I reckon I could like do this with Triple M or Channel 9. Could write a storybook about that, Moylan. Penrith came back in the final few with captain coach Moylan, uh, Maloney doing everything he could to scrap in a few extra tries, but it wasn't enough. The final score? 26-22. Yeah, I think it was 26-22. I've only got 26 dash and then didn't write what man Penrith got. Kill. At Jake underscore H underscore 87. I don't get why everyone gives Matt Moylan such a hard time. He's been playing great for Penrith so far. <laughs> <laughs> Even my tweets are having narrative. <laughs> At Tom Hay 18. I'm old enough to remember when Matt Moylan was likeable. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking poor bloke. At Michael Bloke 26 or Block, Sharks fans already booing James Maloney. I guess him helping them win their premiership was their first premiership was a long time ago. 
At Andrew RLP, the last time Sorensen scored a try at Shark Park was by Dane Sorensen in round 13, 1987. Shit. At Rugby League Fun Project. fact what there for you. fucking thing to say. Uh, what a round. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's a great round. And it went for a very long time, I'm sorry, but whew, couldn't have nice. enough of it. Credit where credit's due. Some of the best games. I love sports. Miguel, what's happening in your love of sport world? Uh, quite a bit, actually. So Big news for us. I know. Well, I'll get to that in just uh, in a moment. But the Premier League's still kicking along. It's looking like you're not going to get a sandwich there, big. Kicking along. Chief oh Rooney. Yeah, great pun there. Oof. Unintentional. Definitely unintentional. Uh, but we're closing down also the European leagues, so Europa League and Champions League, which are quite interesting. So Arsenal is still in the Europa League. Uh, we're playing... Atletico, I think, on Friday in the semifinals. Atletico Madrid, which will be, I'm going to call it, like, I think they're going to paste us. Like, Oof. they're quite a tough team. I mean, in a similar place to Arsenal, they've been in the Champions League before and they just so happen to be in the Europa League this year. But I think they're a stronger team. Nevertheless, it would be great to see Arsenal go through further because, um, as you'll find out very shortly, Arsene Wenger's never won a European Cup of any sort, champions or otherwise. So it'd be great to have him... Um, win that mm-hmm. um, and Champions League obviously I'm now I'm not supporting Liverpool at all but Waldo's sort of galvanised yep. the like very dark part of my soul that <laughs> kind of wants Liverpool to keep going on in the Champions League so they're still League. in it they're still in it which is unbelievable man like you never would have picked it yeah they knocked from out the, Man City well, they knocked out Man City mm. which is just wild um, I would definitely wouldn't have picked that if I was a betting man I would have bet the other way mm-hmm. but they're now in a tough spot I mean they're in the semis they've been drawn against Roma which is the best possible outcome for them because the other two teams are Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, both of whom are, I would I would say, like, besides Barcelona, probably the giants of Champions yeah. League. They are... Just powerhouses. Just powerhouses. I mean, I vividly remember Arsenal just continuously being drawn against Bayern every year and getting smashed, like, 4-0, mm. 5-0. And, you know, it's on aggregate, so you read the final, you know, nine, like it's a 9-0 yeah, yeah, yeah. aggregate yeah. score. They just fucking smash just about anyone that that they face and they're always always out of the round of 16 they're always at least in the quarterfinals but more than likely the semis so um, Bayern and Real Madrid are playing each other and Liverpool are playing Roma like I'm hoping for Waldo's sake that they go through and he had a good point like when a team's playing that well like Liverpool like they've not been in the Champions League for a long time but that kind of attitude and that kind of I guess just like the idea that they're winning games yeah. can can play a huge factor. So even if they do go to the... And this is our opportunity, we've got to take it. Yeah, and they're just... I mean, I feel like people can play out of their skin in that respect. Yeah. And so if they do make it further on to play one of those two teams, I feel like they've yeah, got the every, they get to that, every yeah. chance to like to mm-hmm. run away with it and at least get to the, the final. So, I mean, for Waldo's sake, I'd love to see it. If I had to pick City or Liverpool, I mean, of course, I'd rather Liverpool be there. Yeah. I think City are huge grubs. Yeah. Um, so that's that's going to be interesting to see. So Arsene Wenger obviously has officially given his notice, Ooh. which has been a long time coming for a lot of Arsenal supporters. Um, I can't think of many that would be going, oh, no, please stay. Mm. Or shocked. Shocked, yeah. Mm. And yeah. I think I called it earlier on mm. this year yeah. saying, I reckon at the end of the season he'll he probably... Did, but he's done so much for the club. Well, that's what I'm going to go. So really? some of the statistics I was reading are just insane. And I think in the last few years when everyone's been getting so fired up about how shit he is, you forget um, 
some of the amazing statistics and achievements that he's had. So I'm just going to read a few to yeah, you go, if that's all right. So he's only one of the two managers to win an undefeated season. That was the famous Invincibles. Um, he's had seven FA Cup wins, three Premier League wins uh, in his 20-year in his career. And interestingly enough, all of those came in the first half of his oh. career. So it'd be interesting to see what would have happened if they were more spread out. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the last 10 years has essentially been a drought besides kind of community shields, which don't really count for shit. He's managed 100, uh, sorry, 823 EPL games, so more than any other manager except... Um, actually, I think it's more than any other manager. Um, but the number of games overseen across all competitions is, you know, well over 1,200 wow. football matches. Um, it's the- such a boring game. <laughs> he's sat through that many. <laughs> so of these Premier League games, he's won more than any team except Manchester United. He's won 86 Champions League matches, and this is really interesting. So he's won more than any other team but he's never won the comp. Oof. How, wild, how yeah. wild is that? And kind of upsetting now, you know, retrospectively, yeah. thinking about that. Uh, and also had 19 consecutive years in the Champions League up until last year, I think it was, when they finally finished outside the top four. Almost 200 managers have gone through the Premier League. Since he started. Since he started. Wow. Which is pretty, pretty wild mm. to me. And he's never signed a Scottish player. <laughs> which I thought was really really Weird quite interesting so I, look I thought it was amazing the outpouring of um, stuff not only from the club but the fans and the players past and present seems to be really quite positive and I think it's a nice finish for him I think it's the best possible way he gets to choose yeah he gets to yeah. choose and everyone's happy that he's doing it but also happy to acknowledge what an excellent job he's done across the board so um, they're looking towards it seems like all the headlines now. Brendan Rodgers, who was the ex-coach for Liverpool, mm. who did... Who was once with Watford as who well. Who was once with Watford, yeah. Great fucking factoid, Rutley. Thanks go. for fucking weighing in, Chief. <laughs> um, so he didn't do particularly well at Liverpool mm. and struggled there. He's now been at uh, Glasgow Celtic in the Scottish Premier League doing quite well. Celtic's come out and said... I mean, the club's come out and said if Arsenal were to approach Rodgers, they wouldn't stand in his way, which lends some credibility to the rumour yeah. that... Is floating around. He denies it, but of course he would up until the day that he yeah, says yeah. that he's going to do it. I don't think Arsenal fans are particularly stoked about him. You know, he uh. was always a laughing stock of the Premier League when he was in it, uh. and I don't think that's what we want. However, I mean, the people that make these decisions must see something in him mm. in him that maybe fans don't. Yeah. And so, look, I'm going to be just keeping a close eye on that. So that's what's happening. Yeah, right. Big news. Waz, what's doing? Uh, who's your sport's best friend? The NFL. Oh, yeah. Here American, we go. Jock American Johnson's. foosball. Oh. <laughs> Tune in, Jock Johnson. Yeah. And uh, what's and doing? I'd like to say that it's probably going to be great for the listeners to hear me talk about it and not Miguel. What do you because mean? Because listening I... to Miguel talk about it is just frankly embarrassing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Suck off. Because he's such a flog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Nah, you fucking... fucking doesn't know what he's doing. He's firing on all cylinders. <laughs> fuck you, guy. I'll fucking be listening yeah. very closely. Yes, yeah, so he's just reading this off. It's... Michael is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's the season hasn't started. It's kind of like a yeah, build up to the season now. The draft is coming up on Friday, our time, Friday morning. Yeah, yep. Don't agree with him like yeah, you know what's yeah, happening. No, I'm trying to throw him off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, once again, the Cleveland Browns have a lot of uh, early picks yeah. in the draft of poor Cleveland Browns. Yeah, but yeah. they have got a better team this year. They'll probably actually win some games. Didn't we say that last year? I thought people said no. that last year. No, there was no chance of them winning any games last year. <laughs> and they did. They, they did it, yeah. <laughs> they they did not win one game. Oof. Yeah. 
And they also That's more than released the, the NFL schedule, which is probably mm. what I'm more excited about than the draft, because being a Patriots fan, the draft doesn't really hold much. <laughs> Get the drinks. You know, unless, until Tom Brady actually retires. Mm. Fuck you, Mike, for actually, oh, there's a rumor he's going to return. <laughs> fuck, what a fucking... <laughs> There's actually, yeah, it's not really a big deal. I don't think he's allowed to use walking frames in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the running back's there for. He <laughs> just lead against him up. and throw the ball. <laughs> so, yeah, but there are some really big, like this schedule this year is looking really good if you're just a fan of the NFL in general. Yeah. There's some huge games. The opening game of the year is uh, going to be the Atlanta Falcons versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, oh, so they're the last two... <laughs> NFC representatives in the Super Bowl. Mm. They also played in the playoffs last season and Atlanta were very close to beating Philadelphia. They had a chance yeah. of the last play of the game essentially to score a touchdown, but Julio Jones dropped the ball in the end zone. <laughs> Julio. So that's a big one. And, yes, it's, it's exciting stuff. The Patriots have got a three probably big games this year. One's against the Green Bay Packers, Ooh, week nine. Damn, can't wait for that. Yeah, it's the, only the second time as starting quarterbacks that the Rodgers and Brady have met. Yeah, the, which is kind of bizarre considering how long they've, they've been playing. In the Brady and Rodgers eras, they've played each other four times. Yeah. First time, Rodgers came on as a backup to well. Brett Favre, who got injured. He injured his elbow in that game. They lost 35 to zip. That's a big, that's a pasting. Yeah. And then the second time was 2010, but Rogers was injured. He had a concussion. And then in 2014, they played yeah. in Green Bay. And I think Green Bay won that 26-21. Also, just want to point out, because you can't see this, Waz isn't reading it. He's just remembering it, which yeah. is creepy. It's yeah. a weird <laughs> brain of tick. Okay, cool. That's yeah. three. Did you didn't you say it was the fourth? They met last season. Yeah, this is the fourth. Oh right. This oh, is but yeah. like this is only the second time that as starters they've met. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And it's like they're saying like whoever wins this game is going to be known as like the best quarterback currently in the NFL. I don't think. I mean, I. Feel but I don't. Like, I understand. There's like lots of variables that are like. Brady's got more rings. So, I mean, how can? Yeah. You, oh no, you know, but like they're not saying star. that overall. Oh, it's just. Like, no one was ever going well, I don't think anyone will ever come close to Brady. Like, to do that, like, no, it's going to fucking take someone another 20 years. I yeah. heard rumblings that they were maybe looking to, He's dra retiring? to draft that... a quarterback. Yeah, they, they, yeah because they are. They've, they have been doing that for the last... They've done that for the last five times. Also, like, five times they've drafted quarterbacks as and successors, but they've just traded them away because Brady's still performing. Like, he was the yeah. MVP last season, and so they just keep trading away, like, Jimmy Garoppolo got traded away. Yeah, I know. Now he's and then he's now like the second or third highest paid player in the NFL. Well, it's also seven and zero with the he's he's the seven and zero as a started. starter. Yeah. So he's five and zero as a starter for the 49ers, and yeah. he's two and zero was a two and zero starter with for the, the Patriots. So he's never lost a game as a starting quarterback. Well, yeah, but to get That'll paid change. so much. And only only real background is just learning under Brady and Bill Belichick. Mm. Obviously, for four people years. value that quite it's huge. quite highly. So yeah. yeah, they traded away both their backups last season. So yeah. they just, but the time's got to be drawing close where they're looking. Yeah, they, to this one him. now they'll be probably the one. Because you hear Brady him. say dumb shit like, "I mean, he deflates balls for one," but ah, <laughs> 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 bringing that up allegedly. But, but say say that he wants to play till he's like fifty, and I mean, look, you're forty five, but said. there's no way. Like well, he's forty one. He'll be forty one. I mean, that's and he's got two years left in his contract, and he's now looking to renegotiate that contract. So maybe he is thinking, sign another four-year deal I mean, that to me and go to just 45. Bizarre. Who does knows? He, does he get paid less, do you think, if he re-signs? 
I think he wants more. He's been taking kind of less money over the last few years so they could fit play other players under the salary cap. Uh, yeah. So he may want more. But I don't know how much room the Patriots have. Salary cap. Under salary. But they have a few million, so they'll probably just give it to him if he... Yeah. But yeah, they... There are there are rumors that the Patriots will trade up in the draft to, yeah, to try and get a better one. Probably this guy called Lamar Jackson from. Mm. If they do pick a quarterback, it will be if they do trade up to get a quarterback. It'll be All Lamar Jackson. He's the, from the University of Louisville or something like that. So the Browns get someone, and he's actually my favorite about. quarterback in the uh, in, in the, the draft. Oh, he's ranked know. fifth, but I think he's my favorite. Huh. Shows what you know. Hmm. <laughs> the fact that he has one shows what we know. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of them. I'm not going to name them. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Baker Mayfield's up there. Yeah, number three or four. Uh, he's, he's like the Johnny Manziel. He's also he, got his head up his ass. Yeah, yeah, he's a total he's, fuck yeah, with. I saw it, so when Johnny Manziel came to the league, I saw it. I'm like, this guy's going to be a Next time you see Jock, flop. mention Saquon Barkley and look at his pants just get wet. Yeah. Like, he, he loves he looks, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah, he looks the good at he's running back. He's a running back. back but yeah, he looks the good at running back. There's also a guy in the draft who's a linebacker. His name's Shaquem <laughs> something. He has one hand. <gasps> he, and he's, he looks like he's going to be drafted sort of late second, early third round in the draft. Yeah. He, he, and what is he? He's a linebacker. He's wow. a linebacker. You know, he, in the combine, he was like picking off balls and he's catching balls like with one hand. And he looks of course, like he's not going to stub him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. There you go. Well, good on him. Yeah. What a great segue because that is a wow moment itself. Did you want to do a wow, Miguel? Yeah, so the wow was the the climax to the women's soccer Asian Cup mm-hmm. thing. The trail, the women's team, they've been sort of like, and rightfully so, in headlines and getting a lot of attention yep. due to the calibre of the game that they've been playing. playing. And they've, you know, a lot of those players in the last sort of year or so have become quite high profile in the national team, but also in domestic teams around, you know, particularly people like Samantha. Samantha Kerr. Yeah, Samantha it's great that's been like reported on and shown. Yeah, because yeah. they're country. playing some absolutely stunning football. Anyway, they had an, had such a wonderful run through the. I mean, they'd be one of the favourites, but they clinically destroyed most opponents. Right. Um, I mean, there's opponents like Thailand and things like that who aren't particularly good, but it's all the same. It's great to see them all playing. But they came up against Japan in the final and they lost two one. So kind of like reaffirming. Well, I thought it was one now. I thought it was 2-1. I don't know. But it always seems Japan's like the only team... Well, I was going to say, reaffirms Australia yeah. men and women's teams with being just sort of edged out by mm. by Japan. I mean, obviously, they've got an excellent um, program there yeah. Yeah. for sports. So I think, uh, from what I read briefly, like, they're actually... It was quite disappointing. I mean, despite mm. the excellent effort and all the, the preparation and training mm. leading up to that point, um, that was quite heartbreaking. So, And yeah. they allegedly... I only read about it and heard about it on the news as well, that... They were the better team and they had heaps of opportunities and just didn't score. Yeah, the Japanese goalkeeper, from what I understand, had quite a uh, blinder as, you yeah, know, right. in one terms. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> anyway. so that's my wow. Good on you, ladies. You got one? Yeah, the, uh, there was a draw, a tie in the uh, AFL this week. <laughs> what? The GWS Giants played away to the St Kilda Saints and it was 73 all at the Siren. No, I don't Which, watch AFL. 73, well. This is pretty rare. Yeah, the uh, Giants are actually up 18 points with 10 minutes to go and the uh, Saints came back and kicked three goals in the last 10 minutes. They actually had a chance pretty much on the siren. A player had a chance to take a mark on the siren and he could have kicked a goal, so, or at least one pointer behind. Did he blow yeah. it? But he dropped it. Oof. Yeah, like so, Julio Jones. Yeah. And 
Are you still a member of... I was about to ask that. I'm not question. a member anymore. I haven't been to a game in... I, I went to a game last year, a couple of games. I don't often get to go to games because I'm always yeah. fucking working. Sydney's yeah. best, the cliff dive. <laughs> <laughs> because you but used yeah. to be a financial... You were a foundation member or something stupid. Yeah, like I was like one of the originals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put them on their feet. Mm. Uh, my wow moment, it was just Tammy because Tamworth was great. The accommodation was really nice. The accommodation was the stadium. So, like, we left our hotel room, walked straight into the stadium, which was great. And so afterwards we went straight back, had dinner and drinks, and the place was jumping. Uh, nice. The olds were there. My grandparents were there. Everybody was really well behaved. The most beautiful tiger had a great time. The crowd was really nice. I was having chats to people, and they are all from all over the northern tablelands from Kutamundra or whatever. And they are just like, oh, yeah, I've been following... West Tigers since I was blah, blah, blah. Oh, great. And, you know, they'd driven an hour and a half to get there. There was no accommodation in any of Tamworth or any of the surrounding cities. So most of the people who drove like an hour or an hour and a half away all had to go back home because there was nowhere to stay. But it was great. It was a great vibe. And a lack of tip ratosauruses, as you yeah, pointed out. There were some excellent mullets. Like, oh, oh, the yeah. most beautiful tiger was just constantly... Well, I was getting elbowed and ribbed from Pop from one side, but then the most beautiful tiger was just like... Look at that guy's head. <laughs> they're, quite, they're quite in mullets at the moment. Yeah, well, good. they were. And <laughs> that come was, back. Now, in saying yeah, that so as well, should. there was about six or seven guys who I also saw where I was just like, you definitely came from Sydney. There's no way. You, <laughs> look how, like, your, your hair is you so gelled. You top knots. And, and <laughs> yeah. And there was one guy who had the most incredible set of teeth as well. I was just like, ah! Couldn't yeah. stop looking at it. But anyway. Dental plan. Listen, it's braces. Watching from the sideline. Watching like an eagle hawk. I'll keep going. My eagle hawk this week is Andrew Bogut, who's mm. coming to the NBL. And I don't know much about the Kings. I go to a game or two each year because the most beautiful tiger likes that live sport more than any other. Can I just interject? I, there was a very f- fun time when we used to go with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Father um, of Rutley Berger. Yeah. yeah. He has somehow managed to wrangle a, a sponsor a box through his work, yeah, but then somehow right. not tell anyone at his work that he managed <laughs> to do that. And so we got to go there every week. Yeah. Yeah. Fine hands and lanyards ahoy. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Free food and underage and stuff. underage drinking. Yeah. Was, but also, I remember one time we were there, and the guy in the box next to us was gone by like at the end of the first quarter and he was just like like propping his his friends like propping his heads up with beer bottles and stuff and no RSA there kids you should go yeah. <laughs> anyway but I, I still go to one or two each year and the Kings have just announced that they've signed Andrew Bogut one of the most successful Australian basketball players in the NBA and I found out some facts about him he debuted 13 years ago for the Bucks. He played there for seven years he was traded to the Warriors and he won a championship with them in 2015 with Steph Curry and he's been playing with the Lakers last year, but they've just waived him as of January. He was injured, wasn't he? Yep. I think that's why he's <laughs> yeah, sure why not? in my research. That's the, how he ended his career. Ended. This should be a ma- his career hasn't. Yes, yeah. thank you in the NBA. <laughs> this should be massive for the NBA with it gaining heaps of publicity and interest, and yeah. also for the Kings, who allegedly, well, who I know haven't won a title since the nineties, but according to the Sydney Morning Herald, have a mass have amassed an excellent squad for 2018-2019. Yeah, I might have to go watch a game. Hmm. We should go then if you yeah, It's okay. also an interesting fact that Andrew Boger was the number one pick in the draft that he was in, and he's from Melbourne. Ben Simmons is also a number one pick oh, yeah. from Melbourne, and there was another one in between them. I can't remember his name. He turned out to be a flop. But Melbourne, I believe, has produced more number one picks in the NBA than any city in the world. Shut your mouth. Wow. That's incredible. And also. You get at me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I really hate you, but you're coming up with some factoids <laughs> that are excellent. just. And not reading them either. Can't be reproduced. The, yeah. There's one guy who He's played good. for um, San Antonio Spurs, the, who's also an Australian bloke. Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills. Is he from Melbourne? I'm not sure where he's from. I think he's from 
not from a city. I think maybe it's from outside <laughs> of a city. Not from a city. No, it's from a country town. From like yeah, no, I know what you mean. Maybe it's from Melbourne. Sorry, was your assertion there that um, but he was not Melbourne a is so shit that people really want to leave. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's what I understood. But he was Paddy Mills wasn't a number one. But I don't think Bogut was anywhere near. Like I would assume someone who's in the NBA who's quite good would come back to Australia at the tail end of their NBA career because that'd be easy for them to get a deal. But he's saying because he was injured, he got way. He was at the end of his career though, oh, in the right. NBA. So like, he's, he's on the he's on the back time. nine, yeah. if you will. He had a couple of injuries. He had that horrible injury a few years back where he landed on his arm and what do they call that? Compound yeah, he, fracture. No, he oh, bent his elbow extended. the wrong way. He came in. And, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty so cool. It's weird because they put him out for a whole season, but then an NFL player did that last year and was back two weeks later. So yeah, right. who fucking knows yeah. how that works. Um, absolute giant of a human as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's 6'10 or something. Um, the other thing about NBA dress. Oh, and that Mills guy, though, he's smashing it. Yeah, he's really good. 76 is a, a just... Oh, uh, Ben Simmons. Guy? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's, sorry, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, they're doing really well. He's probably going to be the rookie of the year, I think. Yeah, but they also just beat the Heat. Am I reading those headlines? No, it's the player. I was going to actually talk about that in my Eagle Hawk. Shut up. The guy from from San Antonio, he's also won a title though, right? He won one when they went through or something. Yeah, great. There's me trying to look as smart as Wales. I don't know if it's working. Impossible to do so. Great. Uh, What's your Eagle Hawk? Um, Still watching, like I still think it's summer to be honest. Cricket's still featuring very heavily in my life. Tim Payne claiming that he's going to turn the Australian cricket team into a team that doesn't sledge. Mm. Um, and there's a lot wrong with that. Is, just, he, is just, he the new captain? Yeah, so in the wake of the, the ball tampering, he was the new captain. And let's not forget that, you know, the coming into the captaincy under that sort of oh, yeah. cloud is not great. He's also old, like comparatively. He's 34 or 35. Um, and I think, you know, people have accepted the fact that this happened and that the media response and some people's personal response, a.k.a. my own, was probably pretty uh, long-winded long-winded and blown out. Mm-hmm. In either case, I mean, I think him saying that they're not going to sledge is just like, it's ridiculous because... Yeah, every cricket, you're boring. Yeah, <laughs> every sport has sledging though. So it's not even cricket that has it. I yeah. mean, you all talk shit on the field. Um, and I, mean, I appreciate that he's trying to regain, quote-unquote, the trust of the Australian public. But yeah. as friend of the pod, Jock Johnson, so eloquently points out, sledging is part of... The game. I mean, there is a, I guess, an unwritten rule in terms of what you can say and what you can't. Um, I think Tim Payne's probably working pretty hard to try and prolong his captaincy, given his age. But I think that as soon as someone else sort of shows any kind of promise in any way, Aptitude. he will be swiftly shown the lid of the bin. Mm. So interesting I to see. I just think Australian cricket, to me, maybe this is how they get the public back on their side. It's just be less boring. Have some. Where are the characters? Look, I'm just so hurt by the fact that where you are the say warnings? that because you used to play cricket, didn't you? I know. I love cricket. Yeah, I, just think I mean, it, all those times. I just think there's, there are like fucking Michael Clark, Jesus Christ. Oh, look, you'd be any more of a fucking tool. Just plank of wood. <laughs> You're nothing. You're just boring to look at. What's that word that you're loving at the moment? He's a flog. 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 He's a massive flog. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, I can appreciate the fact that it's boring. I'm actually hurt and sad at hearing that. I'll just have to take five, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can understand people finding it boring if they haven't played or watched it as a kid, but, you know. Yeah, but also He's not this, saying cricket's boring. He's uh, saying the Australian cricket team at the moment as, is boring as, because as of the way they're playing. Yeah. So you're more yeah. David Warner type yeah. fiery ball Yeah, sack. kind of. Like, where, where's the Warnies? Where are the Boonies? Yeah. <laughs> Even, like, where are the Gillespies? Yeah. The Simmons? Yeah, well, it's a good the fucking Ricky Pontings. I want a bar brawl. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Then you need the, a cricket team of old. That's what you need. Yeah. Uh, while you're still ranting, what are you eagle hawking? Uh, it's the NBA playoffs at the moment. 
And as a fan of Boston sports, um, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics are in the playoffs and they're in a... In a they're in the driver's seat as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're, no, well, it's two all. The series is two all with the Milwaukee Bucks. I just mean with the NBA season this year, they yeah, look they like finished, they're a red-hot ticket. Yeah, they finished second in the East behind the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Who also look good. Who also look very good. But also the Philadelphia 76ers are playing in a series against the Miami Heat and they're up 3-1, so they look like they're going to win that series. And I think if the Celtics win and the... 76ers when they play each other in the next series. So it's kind of like another city rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I also think it would be really good for Philadelphia if they actually went on to win that. Yeah. It's great for their city. Mm. They'll probably burn it down again like they did after Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Bunch of fucking animals. <laughs> fucking Philly sports fans, man. <laughs> they're, all, they're all bonkers, but yeah, it's, yeah. Good, it's good for them. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch. I'm getting to watch a little bit of it. Waiting for my internet well, to be hooked your, up in my new house. working hours, right. doesn't it? Yeah, and like I've got... Some uh, fetch TV thing at home. Yeah. When my internet gets hooked up tomorrow, I'll be able to start watching it again. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so we're on. I don't. I don't like. I mean, I do like the Celtics. I used to hate them because I would like, found, like knowing more and more about NBA. I ended up being a Knicks fan. You're supposed to hate Boston. Mm. But I just I've watched a whole bunch of documentaries recently in that Russell something guy, mm. Wilson Russell Westbrook. No, that, no, no, no. <laughs> but that's a basketball person. So that's fine. Yeah. Russell something. He was incredible in Boston. Are talking about incredible. Bill Russell? I'm talking about Bill Russell. Thanks. Fuck, and- this guy's so good. Not Bill Russell, fucking <laughs> Rutley Berger. And, and Larry Bird. Yeah. Fucking yeah, so Bird that man. whole thing. They had like three generations which were excellent. Yeah. It was around their whole ethos there. So I don't hate them anymore, but I would much rather see Toronto go all the way because mm. they've never gotten close before. Yeah, I? and I've got yeah. a little bit of a soft spot for Toronto as yeah. well. Yeah, good, good chat. Ketchup. 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 I'm in way over my head. Let's have a look at how we did in round seven. <laughs> Mitch the Geo is winning, and which is great. He's a Newcastle legend, so I'm good on him. Uh, and at one at Tiger underscore, another absolute legend, came second for this round. And The Face, the producer, Uncle Tim, came in third. All the way at the bottom for this round was Chapo... This flog over here, Twang Life, and uh, yeah, the I mean, Doctor I Swans twenty eighteen. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. I didn't tip the first. How game. many did you get? Four, I think. No, I got only got three. Uh, when I last looked at it, it said you I'm got down three. there, man. It's it four garbage round. My little app over here, but oh, I didn't maybe tip. I screenshot it late. I, I tipped. The, I forgot to tip the first game, but I would have lost anyway because I would have tipped the fucking. The, the Ernst Beast. Look at you being a uh, Billy Slater. Oh, guys, don't give me the points. So I wouldn't, have <laughs> I right would have, wouldn't have got the point anyway. But uh, I'm just saying I missed. I missed out. Total, total at the moment. Uncle Tim's still on top. I'm still second. He must be enlisting like oh, a tip coach or something. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing bullshit. is, he doesn't listen to us at all. That's how he's winning. And then yeah. Mario Siegs is still on third. All the way at the bottom is E underscore Rascals. Chapo was second last. And Quakers Tiger that is third last. Well, right. at the bottom. Glad we're still I'm not in there. relegation. We were in the <laughs> filling of the sandwich. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at what we're going to do this week. We have at the foam neck brace, we've got commies versus the rooting star. Oh, sorry, Chicken Chow Money. And that's the Anzac Day special. Ooh, yeah. It's on Wednesday, four o'clock. Who do you like? Oh, Dragoons for sure, mate. The commies? Yeah, Dragoons. Yeah. Oh, Dragoons. I, I can't give you nicknames, can I? No, you could. Commies by 10. By 10. I did by 10, too. I think High I five. I did by eight. And then another Anzac Day Speciale on Wednesday is the Storms versus the Circus. That's over in the muddy Yarra. Man, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Circus. Circus. Yeah, great. I've got Storms. 
And then on Thursday, when the real round, or like when the round proper kicks off, no, that's a stupid thing to say, uh, <laughs> withdrawal stadium, the Toes versus the Horse Lodge. Ooh. Ooh. Tip. I like athletes for this. Yeah, so yeah. do I. Yeah. Okay. And then on Friday, we've got at the Bad Bet, we've got the Dirty Bird versus the Sandy Castles. Ooh. Can't bring myself to tip Manly. No, neither can I. Yeah, but I also think the Sandy. Oh, but they've just lost Pierce. Yeah, they've lost. I'm, I mean, I'm not go. saying that out loud. Yeah, you guys tip. I'm going Manly. Tip, let's all tip Newcastle. <laughs> and then. In this case of beer. In those two cases, there's only one case left. <laughs> the Black Panthers versus Oons. Calm Oons. And that's the Frozen Oak. Pen, Penrith, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got the Black Panthers. There's no fucking way the Bulldogs are I'm going for the upset. I appreciate your um, loyalty to your club, but. You're hoping that it's. Brisbane, Penrith end up on minus four and you end up on zero. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, the Shitans are versing the Old Gill, and that's at. Um, I'm going to give the Titans a go on this one. I'm going to give one to Old Gill. He's, you know, he's been working hard. He wants a lick of the brass <laughs> ring, as they say. He wants a lick of the brass ring. What did we call? He's only two payments from paying off his hot plate. That's what <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Up at the Wetel, uh, the cows are versing the clap. Yeah, the, the cows. cows. You've got to assume the cows are now under something. Yeah. And then Sunday, the game of the round, and fuck, I hope we don't lose this because yeah, that would be the bad. whole season will officially be derailed. We are playing Paramatasala. WTIG, that's it. Yeah, that's going for the WTIGs. Submitting. Might actually watch that game. Yeah. Everybody. Was it Sunday? Is it Monday? Is that the Monday game? Sunday. It's Sunday game. Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm. Well, as you got to the end of it. I did. Hooray. You did a thing. Is there a thing that you needed to say before we do this thing? No, not really. Set yeah. you a couple of flogs. <laughs> Flog on, dickhead. Missing us already? Then get involved with us through socials. You can find Waz on Twitter at... At TwangLife1. Or Miguel at... Uh, Schmick Riviera. Or me at The Biggest Tiger. Find the pod on Facebook. Give us a share and a review via at SportsBFFs. You can also find the pod on Insta and Twitter through at SportsBFFs, where we encourage questions, comments, and, of course... Bants. And floggings. Floggings. <laughs> yeah, <super> mean flogs. <laughs> Just a bunch of flogs. If you want any audio engineering done, get around Mercho through our socials. Want any visual design work done, like our super rad logo? Our mate Anna does excellent watercolour illustrations, scamps and storyboards. Find her at strongpencil.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes because the Apple robots are flogs. Talk to you then, sports best friends. <laughs>